Hi, I'm Abby Rosenblum, founder of the Social Modern Matchmaking and your host of Ghosted, a podcast about making dating easy and fun again so you can find your boo. Get it? We'll talk with dating experts, coaches, and real clients of mine and single people from around the world. Stick around for corny jokes, dating advice, and deep dives into the psychology behind finding love. Today's episode of Ghosted is going to be a little different. There's actually no one I'm interviewing. It's just good old me. I wanted to take a moment. We have had a lot of episodes, and I wanted to take a moment to kind of pause and give you some of my dating tips. After all, I am a matchmaker. I set up I don't know, so many first dates in a week. So I got all the first date tips coming your way. And for those of you who might be new to the podcast, I'm Abby, founder and matchmaker with the Social Modern Matchmaking, helping singles connect in a more authentic and intentional way. I am based in Denver, Colorado, but if you are not in Denver, Colorado and you're single, please still reach out to me because I can send you to one of another amazing matchmaker somewhere else in the country or in the world. So let's get to these first date tips. Before all my clients go on a first date, I do keep it blind. So they're going in, not knowing anything. Maybe they know a couple things about the person, a few bullet points here and there, but they don't see pictures, any of that. The reason I do that is because it helps people keep an open mind. You know, you don't go in thinking, oh, he had a picture of a fish. He must be a basic Colorado guy or she, you know, has a, Instagram influencer selfie angle, and she must be this type of way. You know, you're going in and you're just going to say, I'm meeting another human and there's a potential for a romantic connection, friend connection, business connection, and I'm going to keep my mind open to any of those things. So I think that's the key too. We put this pressure on ourselves before first date that we have to meet our soulmate and that we also have to know that this person is our soulmate on date one. When you say that out loud, it sounds so crazy, but I, I've run into so many people and I'm sure if you're listening, you know, someone or are this person who feels that way, that if on the first date, I don't know that this is my person, that I'm not going to see them again, but how many good people are you letting go of by not even giving that person a chance? So I am all about really taking time to get to know someone. We don't really give people that chance. We say, oh, there was no connection. There was no chemistry. There was no this, there was no that. The only thing you can know right off the bat and really only for men is physical attraction. You know, men will know immediately. Am I attracted? Am I not? I totally understand that, but there are still exceptions that attraction can grow for women. Attraction definitely can grow. If you're a fellow lady listening to this, you know that you've dated people that look all different. Sometimes your friends say, whoa, he's hot. Sometimes they say, "Mm, what are you thinking? So the whole point I'm trying to make with this is we need to A, be present on the first date and not put pressure on ourselves that this needs to be our soulmate and that we need to know this is our soulmate and just have an open mind. I think that... There are so many things at play when it comes to that first date that can mess things up. You know, if you let outside influences get into your head, you know, we have been taught and just were accustomed to think that fireworks on a first date is amazing. And if you spend eight hours together on a first date, oh, that means it's true love. 
you know, of course there are exceptions to all of this. None of this is a blanket statement, but I just want to say that if you are on that marathon date, and I think we've talked about this 10, maybe even more times on the ghosted podcast, but if you are on that marathon date, really take a step back and assess why am I so comfortable with a complete stranger? Why is this the situation I'm in right now where we're on hour eight of the date and something is off? You know, we are taught that that is what we should aim for. But truly, a perfect first date is this. And I can give you an example in my own life too of how this can work if you don't believe me. So the perfect first date to me is very minimal texting before and maybe not seeing too many photos, not stalking that person, not background checking them, doing their whole life. This is if you're setting this up on their own. It's a matchmaker date. Of course, I've already done all that for you. And you show up, you go to a place for coffee, for drinks, for a walk, something simple. Don't overcomplicate things. Please do not go to a long dinner, a 10 mile hike, you're not going to enjoy that. Save that for the second, the third date. Don't rush into things. So sit down with this person and be present. I feel like this is a huge buzzword right now and we don't actually practice enough actually how to be present, what that looks like. It's not something that everyone knows and it's something that just like dating, we have to learn and we have to get better at. And I think one of the key things you can start with in being present is putting your phone away. This might seem like a given, but not everyone does this on a first date. I recommend leaving it in the car if you feel like you're in a safe place to do that, leaving it in your pocket, in your bag. There's no reason that for an hour and a half, you can't put your phone away. And if there is, If you are a surgeon who's on call, then tell that person, hey, I just want to let you know that I'm going to need to have my Apple Watch on so I know I get notifications if I need to run into the hospital. But I would hope that you're not planning a date when you're on call. So put the phone away. That's the first way to be present. That's something that easily distracts us, takes our attention away. One weird thing that has come up in the pandemic is that you need your phone to scan the QR code for the menu. Here's my recommendation to go around that. One person say, hey, I'll scan it. Let's pick out something together. Let's choose our drinks and then we can choose an appetizer to share. You know, something like that. So it's still, you're doing it together. You're both not just there scrolling through your phones. Ugh. No, please don't do that. So that is one obstacle now with the QR code menus, but if you can't avoid that order, then put the phones away. So there's one way to be present, put the damn phone away. The other way that we can also be present is listening. A lot of times in conversations, and I have been guilty of this as well, I'm not saying that I am totally innocent of any of these things. The reason I know them is because I have done them and failed and messed up and now we're doing them differently. So the other way is listening. So active listening is really paying attention to what someone is saying when they're talking, when they're talking about their passion for baseball or travel or their family or their kids or their dogs, and then asking questions to help dive into that. And I think on the flip side, making sure that there is an exchange 
of conversation. If it's just one way, then that also is not the best, but we can't control what the other person is doing. All we can control is what we're doing. So be present, put the phone away, listen, and take that swiping mindset out of your head. Here's what I mean by this. So when you're on a dating app, obviously you are swiping left and right and seeing fireworks and graphics and all kinds of things pop up when you do get a match. Dating apps have really changed how we even present on a date in person. Now, I don't have any research to back this up, but the only thing I have to back it up is all the conversations I have with the people I work with. So based on my experience, this is what I've noticed, that it is hard for us to just be in that moment on a date because even in our head, we're swiping. We're saying, oh, well, he said something weird or she, you know, didn't do this. So there's another person out there that I can just chat with. There's another person out there who will be better. And I don't need to put up with anything that isn't less than amazing. And I'll get to that in a second. So third point of being present is don't think about how something they're doing, there could be someone better. Take that swiping mindset out. Be in the moment on that date, get to know the person. And then lastly, set an intention for the date. So it cannot be to find your husband or wife, to find your soulmate. I text all my clients this before they go out. It needs to be something simple, like to get to know someone, to laugh, to try a new restaurant, to drink 20 cups of coffee. Maybe don't make that your intention, but you get what I mean. Something simple. So you can say, okay, I'm going into this date. I want to get to know someone else's passion. So you are going to ask that person questions. You're going to talk about things that you're both passionate about naturally. And because you're going slightly below the surface, you are going to create that connection. So that's really important too. And also just asterisk footnote, throw out that word chemistry. I've even talked about it on this podcast, but I'm over that word. We're not thinking about it. If you come to me and you say, we had no chemistry on the date. I don't even know what you mean by that. And you don't even know what you mean by that. So chemistry, no, throw that word out of your vocabulary. You're replacing it with connection. So how did you connect with that person? Was there a connection? Did you connect on topics? Did you connect about things you like? And then are you physically attracted to them? Are you comfortable with them? If you have all these things, it's going to create this elusive chemistry. But please, I'm so over this word chemistry. And I know we've even talked about it on this podcast because I went through my own journey of figuring out what the hell chemistry even is. Um, no one can really put their finger on it. So why are we using it as a way to define our connection with someone? So don't say you didn't have chemistry. Just say, hey, I wasn't attracted to them. I wasn't comfortable around them or I had no connection with them. Those things we can concretely say and know what they mean. So we're going down a whole rabbit hole of chemistry as well here. And if you guys have any questions about any of this stuff or want me to elaborate, I can do many more of these solo episodes. I mean, this doesn't have to just be a a one-off thing. This has been kind of fun just 
talking with myself and staring at my face, but I do all day, every day on Zoom. I think I'm slightly going crazy here working at home, but we're all about there. I cannot wait for the world to at least have a little less restrictions. People get more vaccinated and you know we will have a lot more events. And I have even noticed that how people are getting more comfortable, the world is getting a little bit back to normal. More people are making connections on dates than in the past year. I think everyone is more open, more ready to put themselves out there. And it makes me really happy and hopeful. So the last thing I want to talk about in this little mini episode to go along with our first dates and everything like that is just kind of some quick do's and don'ts because we can never have enough of these. So do text people before the date. Tell them you're looking forward to it. Let them know where you'll be meeting them. If I've made the reservation, you both know, but communicate with them that you are looking forward to it. Okay, great. So then we also went over being present, putting the phone away, doing all of that. Let's talk about what to wear. It really depends on what you're doing, of course. So please take that into account. But I always say wear something you are comfortable in, that you are confident in, and that is a little bit dressier than you would be at home. I know we're all used to wearing sweatpants and hanging out on our couch. I'm wearing sweatpants right now, even though I have a nice shirt on. So take it one step above and not that you need to wear a gown or a three-piece suit. Make it look like you were excited for that date, that you put a little effort into how you present yourself and make that good first impression. You know, no one is going to say, oh, she did her hair and it was bad or he, you know, ironed his shirt and it was bad. All these things will just give you extra street cred in the dating world. So put some thought into it and pick out three first date outfits that are your go-tos and rotate between those. You're never going to go on a first date with the same person again. So rotate those outfits, have the things you're comfortable in, Um, And, you know, if you are going for a walk in the park date, you know, you also don't need to feel like you need to wear something fancy that is a more casual situation. And in Denver, and I think all around the country because of COVID, that has become a super popular date. And I'm all for it because kind of doing something active, talking to someone, I just don't see how that can go wrong, especially if you can bring your, bring your dog, then you have a whole other, but only bring your dog if it's well-behaved. Let's just throw that in there as an asterisk footnote. Don't bring your dog if it's not well-behaved because then that will change the whole date. The other thing we need to know about first dates is the follow-up after. So everyone's always asking me, how long do I wait to text someone? Or is there a magic number? And there is no magic number. And if anyone tells you there is a magic number, they are lying to you. The only thing that you need to know is communicate with the person about how they want to be communicated with and if they want another date. So I always say at the end of the first date, had a great time, bring it up. One person bring it up and say, hey, I had such a great time getting to know you. I would love to see you again. Can we plan that? Then they'll say yes or no. And if they are too uncomfortable to say yes or no, then you also probably know it's a no. So you're getting your answer either way. Let's say they say yes. They say, okay, awesome. 
how would you like to communicate moving forward? Like, are you more of a texter? Would you rather I call you? Would you rather just set up the date and like text once or twice? You know, because I have noticed that a lot of people get either bombarded with texts and they back away or they don't get enough and they get anxious. They're like, where, where's my person? What's happening? So maybe a hard thing as you first start doing it, but ask that question and you will be so happy you did because you won't be sitting there wondering, oh, they haven't texted me. Oh wait, we said we weren't going to text. We were just going to call each other once before the next date. How amazing that you don't have to spend your time, waste your time sitting around with your friends, wondering when you're going to hear from that person you went on a date with. So let's normalize that the communication and people actually being able to tell each other what they want, because how amazing would that be that we don't have to waste our time wondering? We just know we don't have to be in this place of the unknown, which is like a lot of the dating world. So if we can just have those conversations as long as one person feels comfortable enough to bring it up, you're good. And if you feel like you need some coaching on that too, if you want to go over any of these tips, if you even want to go on some practice first dates, I have wingman and wingwoman for that. Reach out to me and let me know. And I hope this little mini episode on first dates was helpful to you. I hope you learned something and I had a lot of fun talking with myself. So let me know if there are other topics you guys would like me to cover. Have a great day. Disclaimer, this podcast is produced for your universal listening pleasure. Any statements shared during our program are opinions and experiences of our team and guests. If you disagree with any content presented herein, please find another show before submitting nasty grams. This is a positive vibes only platform. If you love our show and want to connect, share your experiences, or know someone who we should interview on future episodes, please don't hesitate to get in touch through our website or Instagram. Thanks for listening to this program brought to you by Daydreamer Network. If you enjoyed the episode, please don't forget to rate and review on Apple Podcasts or your preferred platform. Your feedback allows us to rank on the best new shows list and continue to grow our podcasts in order to bring more unique and talented storytellers to the network. To check out our shows, including programs about relationships, sports, business, nutrition, leisure, and more, head to www.daydreamernetwork.com. We look forward to seeing you back next week for another great episode. Have a wonderful day.